Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mix Podcast. I am Christian, aka G22, aka The General, aka G Double Deuce, whatever other names I have for my one nickname. That is who I am. I'm here to talk about just a variety of subjects, a mix, if you will, of entertainment, news, gaming, sports, and just basic, you know, everything that's going on in these crazy times. Um, Basically, the goal of this, though, really is I'm not here to monetize. I'm not here to make a name for myself. Um, These are these have been some very rough times for everyone and any and for everyone involved in in this crazy COVID-19 world we live in. I mean, I've gone through it. Um, I'm not here to compare. I mean, so that's basically the goal. This is kind of more like a therapy session for me in a time where I can't afford to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist where, you know, it might just be helpful to communicate. And since I have no one to communicate to, I'll communicate to the intraweb. Um, And yes, I said that purposely, the intraweb. It'll be a good way for me to release, vent, and just basically speak and communicate since I can't go out and speak and communicate, um, which is something I will get into um I'll just get into it right now like what did I do this week yesterday was um probably something I should not have done I went to go meet a friend and right next door a lovely fellow well that was very chatty (laughs) invited me into his drug ring yeah you heard that right into his drug ring said I can make three thousand dollars a week which sounds fantastic almost makes me want to give him a call back Especially in these times where I have lost two jobs. Um, I'm that nine to fiver. Not really. I work in restaurants. I worked in restaurants. Now I don't do shit. Now I just sit back and watch TV and do a whole lot of nothing. So $3,000 sounded like a spectacular idea. Um, And I went into his party. So hopefully I didn't catch anything. Yeah. I mean, gotta cross your fingers and hope and pray. I can be asymptomatic, but doesn't mean I don't have anything. As well as those lovely people in there that, you know, it was awkward, to say the least. I did not want to go in. The chatty fellow would not take no for an answer. So at some point I had to oblige, which was dumb on my part. But hey, that was like four or five in the morning. As far as... uh. Yeah, as far as stupid decision goes, that actually wouldn't be the worst of my stupid decisions. But let's move on to what I did the rest of the week. So, as I said, I watch a lot of movies, which I will get to, a lot of shows. Of course, UFC, the UFC corner will be later on in the podcast. Watched a little NBA, believe it or not, and I watched the opening to the NFL um besides that you know i'm just trying to recover from my altercation with my other host co-host friend all question marks at this moment um yeah it was um you know after a bottle of vodka and emotions flaring yeah, it's not the best situation to be in, in pre-COVID, during COVID, after COVID. It's never a good thing. And they always say that guys need to fight it out and whatnot. And this is coming from the victor of the fight is for lack of 
better terms for both of those victors. I did not win anything. I ended up through my own medical opinion, having gone through many injuries, at least with a bruised ribs, probably a partially torn cartilage, which I find very hard to believe because when you tear something, it tends to grow stronger, but it feels pretty torn, you know? Now I can only feel it when I'm laying down for the most part. Um, but anyway, just been trying to recover so as not to put too much pressure on the rib cage and for those who've had rib injuries you know that's it's almost it's not trying to feel pain when you have a broken nose it's almost near to impossible and the only time you don't feel pain is when you are recovering and you know that's a good sign and it feels like I'm less and less on a daily feeling less pain so that's a plus um been trying to stay cool in this crazy weather the last few weeks staying above 90 which we have not seen this sort of heat wave in california this continuously in quite some time we usually have our beautiful 72 about 82 range that's been probably steady for the last year but this summer has been hectic when it comes to the heat waves along with all the fires that have been going on throughout all of California, which brings me to what I did on this Wednesday as many that live here in the Bay or that have seen on Instagram or on the interweb is we had an orange sky. It's probably the most surreal thing I have seen in reality in a long, long time. As far as, you know, nothing shocking and life changing, because in reality, the, seeing an orange sky doesn't change much. It's kind of cool. It's like you stepped into a sci-fi flick. And yes, it does affect us uh, breathing the air that we breathe and all the consequences of that as having the gray sky the next day on Thursday. Um, we, yeah, we, we live in... A crazy world right now with the fires finally coming close to an end. Um, and, you know, Biden and Trump battling it out. And obviously COVID-19 not being able to travel and unemployment, um, which I will get to in the news in just a second. Um, but the last thing I did this week was I finally finished my first game of the 721 in front of me which are not going to be short. It took me about two months and yeah, it took me about two months. Breath of Fire for the SNES. Uh, I haven't mentioned I'm starting my own YouTube channel in which I will be attempting to beat every SNES, that Super Nintendo entertainment system for those who don't know. And partially, and I say partially because in order to get to the some of the titles in the SNES, I want to see the predecessors and, you know, be able to review them properly, et cetera, et cetera, many other reasons. So, yes, Breath of Fire for the SNES, fully, com not 100% complete, but completed, uh, still debating if I will go back and 100% that. But I have started on game number two, Ken Griffey Jr., presents Major League Baseball, also for the SNES. Um, goal is to 
it's a baseball game, obviously. Goal is to go through 162 games. So I am on the path, I believe, as of this moment. I am on game nine. So I am marching slow and steadily, but forward to that goal. And I also started Mike Tyson's punch out for the NES, uh, which is game number one of 677 or 715. That's still to be debated. I will figure that out short for next week i'll actually go ahead and make sure to post that for next week's podcast um but yeah that's basically what i did this week and with that being said and like i said i'll jump right into the fires the california fires that have been rocking the north bay the east bay and the south bay and now i've headed into Los Angeles, Santa Cruz areas. Um, As far as the Bay Area fires at this point, they're about all 90% contained. People have been giving back. um, They've rescinded the... um, God, the the word is escaping me right now. But but the order, uh, the evacuation order, everyone's been given the A-OK to go back home, which is great. Um, Not so great. The air conditions that we've lived in that we are living in we're about like 25 days plus on bad air quality which is really tough if you want to be working out outside and that even goes for walking your dog or just walking to the store you know living your daily routine as far as being physical because we all have to be physical in some way in order to live that healthy life that we need to live um, it's just been, it's been terrible. I've been walking the last few nights double mass, which I know it's not, a one of those 45 or 95 or whatever those special mass are, but double mass. Yeah. It didn't really help too much. I can feel the smoke in my lungs. Mind you, the smoke from the cigarettes that I smoke is a whole different story and the trees, but you know, we won't get here or there (laughs) we won't go here or there or there or there or however that goes uh you know like i mentioned before biden and trump go doing their rounds um i don't really want to touch that subject for the most part i know donald trump jr just released this book called liberal privilege and basically in my eyes you know i'm i like to keep an open eye and be open-minded um, I don't declare myself to be a Democrat or a Republican or an independent green or whatever else. I don't classify myself as anything. I see things for what they are. And, you know, it is what it is. The Democrats are promising a lot. And their road to recovery is just that it is a long road to recovery. And it's probably the safe road. It's probably how I take approach to when I play a game I take the long and steady road even if it you know like I said takes long you know it's the way to win it's the way to proceed it's the way you should go whereas Trump and his associates and his camp spin lies that's what they do Dave Chappelle couldn't have said it better we live in the age of spin and he's gonna spin the truth in the manner that fits him best. I just heard about the tapes that just came out about him actually acknowledging how dangerous COVID 
was back in February and not wanting to cause a panic. That's why he downplayed it. And in these tapes, he really sounded like a, I don't want to say well thought out individual, but I want to say like he sounded like a human being. When you hear him speak on TV, it's just that he's playing. It's like Vince McMahon in the WWE. Like when you see Vince McMahon on TV, he hits that voice. You're fired. Um, that's funny that, that they have the same catchphrase. But anyway, like he hits the character of Vince McMahon and maybe part of his actual existence and personality as a human being in reality but when you hear him from actually having an interview or like, you know, when not having an interview, it's the difference from night and day. You can hear the human being inside. And that's what I heard from these tapes of Donald Trump. And I'm not saying that he's 1000% the opposite of the character that he plays as quote unquote Mr. President Donald Trump he sounds a lot smarter and you know he wouldn't be where he is if he wasn't actually smarter i knew this whole time he was playing a role but it's uh, affirmation it's confirmation um to that theory and i don't garner or gain anything by it um it was just interesting to hear for the most part uh right now he is pushing for a vaccine which one of the major pharmaceutical companies stopped human trials, stopped phase three because they found a disease that may have been caused by the vaccine that they have been testing out on human beings. So they had to stop this whole human trials. And it's scary thought. In in reality, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, I am not going to take no vaccine. I don't take a flu vaccination. I don't take... um yeah <laughs> i just first off i don't do well with needles number two i'm not trying to let anyone else inject me with anything that kind of leads into the first step and three i wouldn't trust no vaccination at least for the next few years because everyone's in a race to push something right now because it all comes down to that big dollar bill it all come money talks and the first one to come with a quote-unquote vaccination they are gonna come and become the player in the medical field for quite some time. Regardless, with that being said, I'm I'm not going to listen to anyone. I'm just sit back. That's usually how I like to play things. Sit back, watch what's going on. And then, you know, even regardless, I probably won't take a vaccination. Five years from now, ten years from now. You know, it could be karma that I may have caught something last night at that party, but... Let it be what it be. Let life live how it lives. If I, it was meant to be, it was meant to be. And if I got to go, I got to go. If I got to keep moving forward, then goddamn. I'd rather just go to be honest. Like, this COVID world is not for me. Um, but moving on. So this last week, Jacob Blake is awake he is speaking has been confirmed as far as uh the sources that i've looked into that he is permanently paralyzed um below the waist which is a tragedy um i mean you can look at the straight up facts 
on both cases. He did have a warrant for his arrest. He did admit to having a knife um, in his vehicle. Um, so, I mean, you can look at it from that aspect and say, yeah, like, the officers had a right to be feel threatened. And, but just in reverse, you got to look at it the other side. Like, you shoot a guy in the back seven times. There's no just cause for that unless he's already been shooting up a rampage or did a killing spree. Like, well, I think once would have been enough. I know they shocked him with the stun gun. Anyway, it's just a tragedy, that whole thing, everything that's going on. Um, as a person of color, it's it's something... Sadly to say that I've I've moved past it years ago, um, being harassed by law enforcement. And that's, yeah, like, it's a very sad thing. I hope there's change. I hope these riots um, are the proponent to change and are the reason things I keep using the word change because there needs to be changed, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope something positive happens and there's a lot, there's been the most positive thing, which is good, is that talk has begun and that's usually in my eyes how things begin to change. Once the dialogue is open that's when things, um, that's when the possibility of change occurs. So we will see. Happy to know he's still alive. Sad to know that he's paralyzed and distraught by the fact that all this time, these six months, and I mean, it's been going on for years. It's been going on since the medieval times. Um, yeah. I don't want to get any more, delve more deeper into that. So I will leave it at that. Uh, more sad news. Uh, this week was the funeral of Chadwick Bosman. Um, as you all know, T'Challa, King T'Challa. I got to remember to put that in front. King T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther, who also played in a lot of good movies. He played James Brown. He played Jackie Robinson in 42. He was also in an important other uh, African-American, like, doc not documentaries, but, like, docu-movies, like The Express, The Bernie Davis Story. Um, I actually have 21 Bridges saved on my DVR, which I will be watching sometime this week. And The Five Bloods, which is on Netflix, which I would recommend. It's a good watch. Um, I wouldn't say Academy Award worthy, but you know what? That being said, this was a very good actor. Died at the age of 43 from colon cancer. That's crazy. Because as men, they tell us at 50. I wonder if it's just men. That's crazy. I never thought about that. I will have to look that up. Um, but at the age of 43, they tell us at 50, you should have a colonoscopy, a colonoscopy, you know what I mean? I can't pronounce the word right now. Um, but yeah, that's wild. I'm creeping up at that age. Who knows what I got? And 
with all the crazy mistakes I make, it, it's 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 wild to think about someone dying at forty three. Um, yeah, I mean, Wakanda forever, Chaz Bozeman, Chadwick Bozeman forever. God bless your soul, and you know we'll we'll see you on the other side one day. We all will. Switching subjects now the edd has been caught in a fraud scandal and not by them but by other people hijacking your um oh my god <laughs> i've seemed to be a lot seem to have a mental fart today i don't know why um but yeah a lot of people have been receiving edd checks marked in their not only marked in their name, but marked in their address with different names containing no, you know, like for people that haven't even applied. Let me let me clear this all up. So there seems to be some sort of scandal or fraud going on where people are stealing other people's identity, social security cards and having may having checks and debit cards, EDD debit cards sent to one specific address. I don't see how you would be able to do anything with these checks if they have different names but the whole point is the edd is in a mess um my edd actually is running out as we speak i will be receiving my last check in the mail in the mail through my edd card this week and then much like the rest of the country i will be fucked i won't know what to do um Guess I gotta apply to Safeway and Amazon. You know, I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Gotta be positive. Gotta look life forward. These are probably the worst times I explained to someone that I would rather had had somebody invade the U.S. even on this side on the West Coast than having to deal with this pandemic. Because at least then you know there would be jobs and I would know who my enemy is. Right now, I don't know who my enemy is. It can be a doorknob. It can be a pen I use um, from somebody else. It can be my groceries. My grocer hands to me. You know, no one wears gloves. Everything is touched. It's a, it's a wild age we live in. But moving on to some more positive, fun news. Uh, I cover this because... I covered this on my last episode and the first episode and you're probably thinking like, no, this is the first episode. Technically, it's the first episode that's going to go that's going to air. It's not technically the first, but we'll go with the first. And what I what we did cover was the DC fandom. And I can go deep into the new comics that they're going to come out with the rebirth of obviously, you know, they're going to do new superman batman the whole lineup as they usually do um but the big news that came out of the week of the fandom was the four movie trailers that they released um first being wonder woman 84 and mind you i'm not a dc fanatic at all at all i'm not a dc fanatic so when when I seen Cheetah, uh, um, that's going to be in Wonder Woman 84, spoiler alert, um, uh, as played by Kristen, oh, should have had this prepared, 
the she used to be on Saturday Night Live. Kristen Wiglig. Oh, that's terrible. Um, anyway, it's terrible because I think she's hot as hell and she's funny. Um, Cheetah though, heading back to Cheetah. I mean, I didn't really geek out over Cheetah. Uh, I geeked out over the fact that um, uh, there's another Wonder Woman and. Wonder Woman was probably the best of the DC Universe movies. Um, you know, uh, Superman, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Justice League. There's not a lot of them. You can't really reach into a bag like you can with the MCU. Uh, 22 plus movies. Uh, so, But I'm pretty sure most people would say Wonder Woman was the best of the, of the DC Universe movies. The DCU, if you want to call it. DCMU. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, yeah, Wonder Woman came out. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Suicide Squad did not really have a trailer. But their quote-unquote trailer was amazing to show the all-star cast that they're going to have on that thing and the immense amount of characters that are going to be in that movie. And like I said, mind you, I don't even know most of these characters at all whatsoever. I could not tell you. And I'm excited about this movie. You got James Gunn as director and it shows his power and potential as a director and a story writer, what he can do. Not only for a franchise, but for, you know, for any story. Like, he changes the game. And I'm sorry he said some stupid shit 10 years ago or however long ago it was. But Marvel should not have been quick to toss him to the curb. And that's a subject I'm going to touch in on the next episode. And because uh, I want to do a little research on Dave Chappelle because he's probably one of the lone few people... Not alone, few people, but one of the most outspoken people about the subject I will talk into next week. But yeah, Suicide Squad, very excited for that. Uh, I hope they bring him back for a sequel, three, and I haven't even... The movie's not even, the movie's not even done. I'm already that excited. Uh, there was also the uh, trailer for the Jack Snyder Justice League. That one, so much. I mean, I've already seen the movie... I was already disappointed. I don't really care what dark tones Jack Snyder, because I know his directing style. And uh, it's going to be, you know, split up into a six-part miniseries on HBO Max, which means it's just another excuse for another big corporation to get my money. It sucks, because I'm leaning more and more closer to HBO Max. I already got Hulu. I already got Disney+. Plus. I already got Amazon Prime. I already got Netflix. I'm like, at this point, DirecTV. At this point, one of those up the WWE network. At this point, one of those got to go, if not two. And I just haven't decided on which one that's going to be yet, uh, which is unfortunate. Because sometimes too much of something is bad. And not only sometimes, probably most of the time. So, yeah. Uh, and then the last part, which leads into some other news, is the trailer of The Batman starring Robert Patterson, which, you know, when I heard that he was going to play Bruce Wayne, initially, 
I thought, nah, that's, that's not going to work out. How can that work out? That cannot work out at all. You know, the dude from Twilight? Come on, man. He, he cannot put... But think about it. He's a tall, pale, privileged-looking white kid with a somber look on his face. What screams more than Bruce Wayne? Like... <laughs> I mean, that's the definition of Bruce Wayne. A brooding, tall, rich-looking white kid. Like, that's Bruce Wayne. I mean, and I think that's the one that they need to do. Like, they do this, like, Bruce Wayne. Like, they don't do the Tony Stark Bruce Wayne, which I find funny. Because Tony Stark is this prodigy, this 20-year-old prodigy when he starts. And then, you know, you watch the progression. Especially in the MCU, you watch the progression of him grow. But... Uh, who is Bruce Wayne when he starts becoming Batman? He's in his twenties. He's he's literally the Iron. He's he's literally the Tony Stark of the DC universe, or Tony Stark is the Bruce Wayne of the MC, of the Marvel universe. Um, but yeah, um, Robert Patterson. He's looking like he's gonna make a good Bruce Wayne. Um, but speaking of Robert Patterson, they've had to stop production on the Batman because they were very vague about it at first. But now reports have come out that Robert Patterson himself has caught COVID-19. So the Batman put on hold. Um, and I have to rewatch that trailer because I guess Colin Farrell is supposed to play... The Penguin? I didn't even see Colin Farrell in the trailer. Maybe I need to watch a different trailer. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of COVID, and not speaking of COVID, the NFL is back. Chiefs versus Texans at Arrowhead Stadium. And like I said, speaking of COVID, 17,000 fans in attendance. And this is just boggling my mind. Um, last week was Labor Day weekend, and they were throwing a hissy fit all over the news for about a 1,000 individuals gathering together in celebration of Burning Man since Burning Man was canceled this year as many other group gatherings were like that's the part i don't understand churches are closed down gyms are closed down all these group gatherings and i understand that it's on a daily so there's people in and out in and out this is just one event but all the events burning man uh gay pride um nba playoffs like all these gatherings were stopped from having crowds but the nfl like i said about 20 minutes ago money talks the NFL can have 17,000 people in attendance. And yes, I know that they've done 65,000 tests um, throughout training camp and all that. And only five people have come up testing positive. Um, but all it takes is one. Like, that's what you need to realize. All it takes is one and seven. This is just the beginning. This is just game one. They're about to have 15 more games tomorrow. And I'm curious one week from now, two weeks from now, them COVID tests, I wonder if the numbers are going to race or if they're just going to stay. Because you got to think of tailgating and people outside the stadium and restaurants around the stadium and, you know, sports bars, like showing the games. I thought about going out way too late and I was kind of disappointed, but uh, upon reflection, 
I'm kind of glad I didn't go anywhere. I was happy watching the game in my home, you know, just chilling. And, I mean, I'll get to the game itself later on, but 17,000, that just, that boggles the mind. Completely boggles the mind. Um, and I will end my news portion with Marvel The Avengers being released for the Xbox One and PS4 last week on the 4th. Uh, introducing the gaming world to Miss Marvel, the first Pakistani Muslim female hero. Um, this game was developed by Crystal Dynamics and published by Square Enix, one of my favorite companies. And I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard some people very much enjoy the gameplay. Some people call it repetitive and others just flat out not enjoying the game whatsoever i haven't had my hands on it as i do not have an xbox one or ps4 um which might be changing very soon maybe not i have my hands full with my youtube channel and nes and snes games um so probably no need to deep reach into the pockets uh for one of those systems um because with that being said on to gaming and you know on the first first episode i did talk about the ps5 and the xbox series x um so i'll just give a quick review rundown there's no new news as far as um i've read about pre-ordering or the actual release date or pricing or anything of that um anything on those subjects so i just really tried to look like towards which would make me buy what and as far as the ps5 goes and this is a very important category is the games like resident evil 8 uh scheduled to come out on the ps5 odd world i love odd world i literally bought an xbox so i can play odd world munchies odyssey um uh, one of my favorite games beautiful game too especially for an xbox now that i'm thinking about it spectacular graphics and the next spider-man game which dwells deeper into the spider-verse um by sony which is fantastic uh, so you would definitely buy the ps5 for the games allotted to come out as well as what i call semi backwards compatibility so the PS5 is slated to have PS4, PS2, and PS1 backwards compat. My question is, why not PS3? Now, one of my friends who worked on the PS4 and worked for Sony in their gaming and PlayStation department, uh, an engineer who obviously knows a lot more than I do, always explained that it is almost to near impossible to emulate PS3 games. And I should have asked him why. But he always did mention that Sony was very heavy on pirating and um, that sort of thing. So maybe when they worked on the PS3, they did their best to accommodate that and make sure that no one would ever emulate the PS3. Which I know the PS1 and some PS2s have emulators. So I'm very curious when we get to like the PS7, if... PlayStation 3 will be, you know, emulated. Because uh, I'm pretty sure it's 
pirated somewhere. Um, so those would be the two things that I look for, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. I mean, this is not something to buy a system for, but the design. I love the design. I don't like this, like, curvy new age PS5 wannabe of PS4 and 3. Like, it's just... No, this Xbox Series X it looks like a box. And if you know anything about me, I buy shoes. I use the box more than I use the shoes. Um, I love the shape. I love the design. I would just want to buy it off the design, which is a dumb reason to want to buy a console. But the other major thing that Xbox has over the PlayStation is this thing called the small, the the smart delivery. So what is the smart delivery? Let me tell you what the smart delivery is. It is an idea that I have had in my brain from a long time ago. I have bought the same game over and over on different console, on different console, on different console, just because I want to see it in a little bit better graphics or I want to play the little extra mini games or side quests that they threw on there. I must have bought like four different copies of Chrono Trigger, SNES version, I used to have two cartridges. Uh, I bought the PlayStation version that came with the Final Fantasy game. Uh, I got the uh, the DS version, which came with the extra side quest and little extra things. Like I've bought my fair share of the same game on different consoles, but this smart delivery should have been done a long time ago. So what is the smart delivery? Smart delivery says you buy a copy of a game, you are going to have that copy on every single system available. So you buy, let's say, the Marvel's The Avengers game we were talking about on the Xbox One, and you get your Xbox Series X, you are now going to have Marvel's The Avengers on your Xbox Series X by download, no extra cost. If that can't be more of a genius marketing incentive to go out and buy a copy of a game and just be happy, you can play it. You don't have to, you know, I have my classic downstairs. I don't have to move it upstairs. I can just download it on my system upstairs. Boom, bam, beam. No, no hauling, no, no BS. I have it. It's mine. I pay for it. I'm happy. That, to me, it's the future of gaming. None of this ray tracing and, like, the system is looks like a PC engine and blah, 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 blah. No. I buy a game. I want to have that game forever. When I get the Xbox 3000, I want to be able to play my Marvel's The Avengers if I feel like playing my Marvel's The Avengers without having to go out find the game, pull out and dust off my old console and download some new software and go through all this nonsense to play a game I should be able to play on a drop of a dime just like that. Um, so uh, on that note, though, I'm not going to buy either either system. I don't have $500. It's, you know, the price they are speaking, probably six with tax to spend on the system i'll probably go buy my ps4 and i will take one step closer to being where you guys are in this next generation um so staying on the subject of gaming 
what games have I been playing? I mean, pretty simple. I play chess every week, at least close to once a day minimum uh, on chess.com. They were using an ELO rating system, but that seems to have changed for their blitz and rapid games. I don't even know my score anymore. It was at 600, now it's at 900, it was at 700, it was at 800, I don't know. I know his grandmasters range about 2,500, and that goes worldwide. I'm nowhere near a grandmaster. Um, I may have been on the route one particular moment in my life, but that route skewed in an opposite direction. Uh, I also do got to give a quick shout out to I Am Amy from Scotland and Seema Saw. Sima underscore saw 12 uh two friends i made uh, out in india uh uh on my time on the application it is fun if you enjoy chess you do learn some if you learn some um and it's free mind you there are a couple ads here and there but yeah i mean it's not bad for a free app if you enjoy the game of chess and want to play against actual players also another shout out to grandmaster ben feingold out of atlanta for his youtube videos that really have not helped me at all with any of my chess game i got one opening um, one opening out of probably like the six videos i've watched uh he's funny guy he does talk a lot, and he does seem to go around in circles, so it reminds me a lot of myself. But, you know, shout out to him. I do enjoy watching his videos. He is funny, and I did learn one thing, so. Uh, I also, this week, I finally, 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 after two months and about 40 hours, finally finished Breath of Fire for the SNES and RPG uh, developed by Capcom and published by Squaresoft on August 10th, 1994. 1994, 26 years ago, this game came out. Do, do I want to say it holds up over time? Honestly, I'm going to leave my review since I haven't really written it down. And maybe I will review it next week. I will give my review. I should get the review video and I'm going to start editing finally this week um but does it hold over time to be honest it does not i'm gonna estimate a around 70 score uh but i don't know yet um it was fun to re reach back into my childhood but that is probably any version even the game boy advance version it's probably the last time i'm gonna play that game yeah I also did continue and started up playing Plants vs. Zombies 2. It's a point-and-click game. Pretty simple. If you played Plants vs. Zombies, it's made by EA and PopCap. Um, I would definitely recommend it. You got uh, 5 to 15 minutes to waste. Chilling, waiting for appointment. I know now who waits for appointments now. But that is a game to jump on. Um, and a game that I finished actually about two weeks ago but i did want to bring up now was the river test by solver labs it has eight levels if you like puzzles this is a puzzle mentally i've been obsessed with i haven't actually been trying it for the last few years but i've been obsessed with it for years i finally found it the river test the last one with um 
the kids. Sorry, the last one with the mom, the dad, the two daughters, the two sons, the policeman, and the prisoner was a puzzle that has been in my head for such a long time. It was great to find it, and you feel very satisfied once you solve it. Maybe simple for other people. It is very difficult for others. It was difficult for me. Glad I found it. Beat all eight levels. Very happy. Recommend it 1,000 over and over and over again. And I also started Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, and for those gamers out there, it is for the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's a boxing game that was published and developed by Nintendo on October 87. October 87, 33 years ago. Wow, 33 to 24. You go from Mike Tyson's punch out to Breath of Fire. That is a big jump. Uh, I've only played it for two days, approximately four hours and for those gamers out there like four hours on punch out and yes i haven't even beat it yet um uh, trying to get the code trying to beat everything without a walkthrough or going online um on my own through my own um yeah on my own by my own ways and so yeah uh hopefully this week that will be done so i can do just regular punch out um yeah so i can do regular punch out and then i can move to super punch out which will be fantastic so looking forward to that like i mentioned earlier i started ken griffey presents major league baseball developed by software creations uh, for the super nintendo entertainment system um a baseball game published by nintendo obviously um like i said i'm about a 16th of the way there about nine games into a 162 game season just looking to finish um been having fun i got a winning record right now so it's looking good in the meantime i've put lemmings for the nes and blackthorn for the snes on hold games that i did start around the same time that i started breath of fire but for now i'm going to concentrate on the boxing and um the baseball game uh, heading forward into this week the YouTube channel, uh, will, I will keep you guys informed on the YouTube channel as the weeks come along. Um, seeing as I just finished the first game, haven't even started editing. It'll be a ways away. I'm hoping to start December and hopefully I'll have 10 games running and be on the next 10 games after that. Um, and that's the last bit of gaming. I'm going to move on to entertainment. Oh man, we got a long way to go too. Uh, so what did I watch this week? I will be quick about this. So I watched A Quiet Place, directed and written by John Krasinski. You might know him from The Office. Uh, he seems to have changed to a serious actor, not a comedic actor no more. And this was... A great horror and sci-fi movie, also starring his wife, Emily Blunt, Melissa Simmons, and Noah Jupe. In 2018, I saw it on Prime. Uh, don't want to say too much, but the plot um, revolves around a family living in a post-apocalyptic world. Um, and basically, the uh, you have to keep quiet in this world. Otherwise, you will be attacked by horrible creatures. Uh, it's on Prime. 
and I would definitely, definitely, definitely recommend it. I was hoping that the second one was already out, but it was trying to come out around the time that COVID was getting started. So unfortunately, we did not, we will not get a chance to see that until next year. Uh, something you can watch right now, though, is Jojo Rabbit, written and directed by Taika Watiti, also who did Thor Ragnarok for my MCUers out there. It stars uh, Roman Griffin, Davis, uh, he plays Jojo, Thomasine McKenzie, who plays Elsa, and Scarlett Johansson, who plays Rosie, amongst other famous actors. Uh, it is a comedy written at the tail end of World War II in Nazi Germany. Uh, plot revolves around this kid named Jojo, whose imaginary friend is Hitler. And he goes on all sorts of wild adventures. No, not really. Not all sorts of wild adventures, but it is a good movie to watch. Uh, I would definitely recommend it to anyone and everyone. Uh, moving right along, uh, I saw that on DirecTV, by the way. Uh, I also did watch this week Ex Machina, um, written by Alex Garland, who also, I didn't know at the time, wrote The Beach, which was a movie that was adapted to a movie uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, he also wrote 28 Days Later. And yeah, like this is a guy I didn't really know or hear much of. Uh, uh, it also starts Alicia Vikander, who plays Ava, the sexy robot. Um, you might know her from... Uh, oh my god, from Tomb Raider. She was the latest... Um, oh my god, I can't remember. Laura Croft. She was the latest reincarnation of Laura Croft. Stars Oscar Isaac, who plays Nathan, and Domino Gleason, who plays Caleb. And the plot of the story is basically uh, Caleb wins a contest and gets to spend a weekend with the CEO of his company, Nathan. Uh, but it's all just a ruse for Nathan to use Caleb as a test subject in a Turing test, uh, basically testing the consciousness of this um of this robot named Ava. Um, don't know so much if I would recommend that movie. I mean, I thought it was going to be some action sci-fi. It was just a sci-fi thriller. Uh, it was very interesting. I wouldn't watch it again. Um, yeah, it didn't really tickle the monkey, for lack of a better word. Um... Uh, came out in 2015. Yeah, I mean, that's all I can say about that, really. Um, so I'm actually going to leave my other movies for next week. Uh, I am getting close to my time limit I want to keep for this. And I really wanted to talk about uh, UFC and some things before I end this. So UFC 9-5 was one interesting watch. It was Alistar Overeem versus Augusto Sakai. It was a seven fight, no prelim, the shortest amount of fights since the Ultimate Fighter 2 finale. And I'm just going to go quickly over the results as you have now hit the UFC corner. 
that's what I'm gonna call it because I've been watching a lot of UFC and it actually helped me in my fight um it's just not something to brag about but heading to the results so quickly you had Hunter Azor in a unanimous decision over Cole Smith nothing to say there Vivian Araujo in a unanimous decision over Montana De La Rosa Vivian number eight and De La Rosa number 11 in the flyweight division um, all I can say is don't mess with Brazilians in their jiu-jitsu. Uh, you also in the bantamweight, and uh, sorry, in the featherweight division for the men's had Brian Keller submit with a guillotine on Ra on Ray Rodriguez. Ray Rodriguez was the last minute replacement, and he shot in for the takedown at the thirty nine minute mark and got guillotined. I mean, extra paycheck, right? Then you had Andre Muniz submit by an armbar, Beratos Fabinski, uh, middleweight class in the first round, 242-minute mark. Again, don't mess with Brazilians and their jiu-jitsus. And the guy I wanted to talk about, my new favorite fighter, and I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but I'm going to try, Mikael Pereira submitting by rear naked choke, Salim Mad Madev, Madiv, man, it really doesn't matter. In the third round, with 21 seconds left, welterweight division, he taps out Salim. And this is a fighter I've never seen. He open hand slapped Salim. He kicked off the wall, Superman punched Salim. He did the most craziest, the biggest showboarder I've ever seen in any fight, even over Conor McGregor. Uh, my new favorite fighter, I cannot wait to see him again. End of the fight, calls out number four, George Masvidal. He must be crazy from going unranked to calling out a ranked guy. Um, but I give it to him. You know, like I would love to see that fight. I, I would pay to see that fight. That would be a fight to watch. Um, so Mikel Pereira, guy you need to watch out for. Um, and really quickly, uh, Owensi, Owens, Quins, St. Prue, KOs by left hook, Alonzo Manfield in the second round of the light heavyweight division, you know. St. Prue jumped into that one. He was winning the first round. Uh, no, he... Yeah, I mean, he barely won the first round. I, I mean, Alonzo jumped into that. What are you going to do? Um, and then the main event was number five, Alistar Overeem, KOing um, by ground and pound, Ogosko Sakai. Sakai was done. It was the fifth round. They're heavyweights. You got to beg a lot to... You know, to have cardio, to be a heavyweight and go that far. Um, I'm just going to jump real quickly. It was the start of the NFL season. Chiefs, at, uh, Texans at Chiefs. Chiefs pull out an easy victory in my eyes, 34 to 20. Uh, it was done in the second quarter when they pulled up 17 to 7. I didn't see Mahomes losing that. Mahomes ends the game 24 out of 32, 212 yards and three touchdowns. The yard is just kind of light, but three touchdowns. He's looking at another MVP season. He's looking at another Super Bowl. They're going to have him for 10 years. 
He's the next Brady. He's the next GOAT. Uh, get ready, Chiefs fans. It's going to be a nice decade for you guys. Enjoy it while it lasts because much like the Patriots, I don't think Cam Newton's going to get to you the promised land. But who knows? Maybe under Belichick, we'll truly see if this guy can pull all the rabbits out of his hat uh, now that he doesn't have Brady along with him for the ride. Uh, Watson does get a nice consolation prize on his 20 for 32, 253-yard, one touchdown, one interception performance. And that is a new contract of four years, $160 million. Not Mahomes' money, but you're getting there. Uh, Got to win that Super Bowl first. Um... So, yeah, so I'm going to stop it right there and head into my ending. Um, And my things for this coming up week, uh, still recovering from the rib injury, obviously. Thank you to Kinky Aztec for, uh, you know, giving me a once-over. I hope your eye is recovering. This is not sarcasm. I love you, brother. And, you know, whenever you're ready, hit me up. Uh, and we can get this podcast going because uh, I'm going to hold the fort for now. But I'm, I'm going to need my co-pilot soon. I'm also going to finish Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, hopefully regular Punch-Out, start on the Mario games, start on Donkey Kong, and continue Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, finish reading the book Pilgrim at Tinker Creek, which I believe I'm about 50% uh, percent of the way, written by Anne Dilliard. Uh continue i've been watching vikings on prime amazon prime uh finished that one uh season one and i watched episode three of love lovecraft country today so i will give you my first four episode review of that on the next show hopefully uh i want to start writing a journal and just writing more in general continue the gaming as i said the youtube channel start logo building which i will probably start tomorrow uh get my javascript going order a book and obviously continue with the ufc fight night and this sunday nfl baby and on that note i'm coming to the end the end i want to keep for a story a quote or dedication this is going to end with a dedication since it's going to be my first complete episode. No editing, straight full talk. Uh, I want to dedicate this first episode to my mom. Um, more of an appreciation to my mom as she is probably the person... I'm going to try not to get emotional. Um, she's she's everything. She gave and did the best she could trying to raise me and my sister. Worked hard as a child care provider for 20 plus years my entire lifetime pretty much and um yeah an immigrant from another country obviously another country um the struggle she went through and always being there for me 1000 percent. i love you mom thank you so much for everything you've given to me um hopefully you don't know how much I love you, um, and I hope. I hope you live to you live 
uh, to 110. So thank you so much, Mom. And thank you so much to everyone who listened to my first podcast. Hopefully along the way I can improve and we can make each other better. I live a positive life. I know it's hard in these times. It was a pleasure to have helped entertain and I'm so glad you joined me. Uh, thank you so much and I hope that you guys listen to next week. Have a good one.